0: Welcome to another episode, Dropkick Basement here on, uh, we're recording here on the 27th of uh, September uh, in 2023. Uh, My name, Mike Madden. Uh, I am your host and your guide through uh, the Dropkick Basement. Uh, I am joined uh, this week, uh, co-host Tommy Schultz. Tommy, are you uh, rocking and rolling today?
1: ready to roll
0: ready to roll ready to roll
1: <laughs> bring on the 90s baby
0: yeah yeah so um so y- yeah we don't have matt this week uh, a little bit under the weather um so we're going to power through uh he may join us you know at some point uh over the next episode or maybe towards the end of this episode if his uh, his voice cracks back into place but uh regardless um Tommy and I are going to rifle through uh the second of the 16 16- uh, entry brackets for the esteemed Tournament of Gimmicks, uh, which kicks kicks off our fall season here. Um, last time we covered the '80s, and uh, we had a couple good laughs about uh, you know some uh, some big time players in the uh, in the world of pro wrestling, uh, both WWF guys, WCW guys. Uh, you know, to just kind of recap. Uh, we ended up with a, uh, a final two out of the 80s, of, uh, of the Honky Tonk Man and Kamala, uh, with Kamala uh, advancing to uh, the final four of the Tournament of Gimmicks. Um, in retrospect, uh, Tommy, do you think I missed anything on, the, uh, on that last episode, or um, are you pretty satisfied with the way that it came out?
1: No, it was pretty spot on. I mean, the thing is that you're always going to miss one or two here and there, just because there's, I would say through the 80s, 90s, You know, is when you got the real, real outlandish gimmicks. Mm. So of course, there's there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be uh, honorable mentions and stuff that you know you may forget, but spot on with Kamala, I would say. I of course, yeah, yeah.
0: I I had no doubt about that. But what's good about it is, especially with um, you know the the way the gimmicks go. Uh, we will have that wild card gimmick, uh, the that wild card bracket that we have at the end, um, which is going to split between the modern day gimmicks and the uh, maybe some of the ones that we missed. So we'll circle back and we'll have a few maybe from... Uh, I think there'll be definitely be a few because you said you had 50 pages of notes or 15 yeah. or 50 guys, <laughs> no, uh, so to speak, lined 50 up. 50
1: pages of notes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I had a list of 50 that I had to whittle down to the 16. So
0: yeah, so what's good about it is like it—it's it, almost like you get your own media guide, right, or your own yearbook for uh, for you know the decades and and for all of these it's, wild gimmicks that uh, that we covered and and uh, and hopefully. Are uh, are gonna maybe reeducate the uh, the fan base on so?
1: Yeah, I mean, if 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 there was anything about the '90s wrestling that um, has changed from today, it is the over the top, outlandish occupational gimmicks, um, from which I have whittled down my list of fifty down to mm-hmm. sixteen. Rank them NCAA tournament style, one through sixteen, and um, you know we'll we'll, we'll see who prevails in uh, the tournament of '90s gimmicks. Let's
0: yeah, let's get after it. So um, yeah, let's get started. Uh, All right, fire away.
1: When it when it came to uh, the the gimmicks of the '90s, um, you could go either really bad or really good, because mm-hmm. you had both, and I chose to keep it in the vein of a more fun uh, and either I would say either bad or just outlandish slash cartoonish. Good. So th- that that's where I went here, um, because if you went through the good gimmicks of the 90s, um, I feel like there would be a, uh, a number one seed that would obviously win, and that would be The Undertaker. Yeah. And yeah. so uh I, I chose to uh keep it a little lighthearted. yeah right?
0: let's keep away from the guys who main evented or or that were um you know surefire first ballot hall of famers you
1: know yeah and as you'll see from my list most of these guys are not sniffing the main event <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old one manch wonders all right good <laughs>
1: all right so um so
0: yeah kick it off where we go where we're going all
1: right so we're gonna um we're gonna open things up with the uh the one seed taking on the sixteen seed. Mm-hmm. Uh my one seed for the uh gimmicks of the nineties is Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown, yes. Now yes. Doink the Clown, you could say was a bad gimmick because it's a clown wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was later portrayed, I would agree with. Yeah. However, the nineteen ninety-two iteration of Doink the Clown, played by Matt Bourne. The Matt Bourne version, yeah. Was, for a kid like me, truly terrifying. Yeah. Because I hated clowns, and he was an evil clown. Yeah. (laughs) And evil clowns are no good.
0: He's strike one and strike two uh, (laughs) from that.
1: Now, see, the the thing, the the one thing that, like, you know, the reason that I kept this as a number one seed is it did Mm -hmm. have a pretty decent run. I mean, it had like a four year run of various people playing for Matt Bourne, Ray Apollo, Steve Curran, Steve Lombardi, you know, there were, there was a ton of people that played it. The initial 1992 doink was awesome. The heel run Mm -hmm. was great. Yeah. When Matt Bourne, uh, inevitably, um, came to his, uh, you know, nefarious deeds that he was doing off camera um, and was fired. That's when things kind of took a turn for the worse. We started seeing a doink feud with Jerry Lawler. Well, Uh, yeah, when they
0: turned him baby face, it was sort of like, well, exactly. The the heat's out of it now, you know, the the edge is off of it. And I think that, you know, again, like you touched on it earlier, like the thing that that scared you about the clown. About Doink when he first started, and not necessarily, like, scaring, but, like, the mean element to it, you know?
1: Exactly. He was... You he's know, tripping throwing,
0: baby faces, he's throwing marbles around, he's smoking a, stiga- a cigar.
1: He's throwing water on kids in the crowd yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's, he's
0: making kids cry, that's, you know... Um,
1: and then you turn him baby face, and then it's just a clown. Tricycles. That wrestles. Tricycles. That has a small <laughs> clown with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, well, uh, so, uh,
0: so uh, this is the thing, that like, with the lineage of Doink the Clown, was it just Dink first, and then they added them in that um And I think they Survivor only added series? them
1: for that Survivor Series. There was okay. Dink, Stink, Pink, yeah. Dink, or like... Yeah, Pink and <laughs> Wink, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they wrestled Jerry Lawler and his little is Yeah,
0: his, his uh, cheesy, uh, wheezy, and sneezy, all of his, yeah. like,
1: And, and <laughs> if you could ever take all of this steam you had for something and flush it out in yeah. one fell swoop, yeah. it's that match to a tea. Oh, to
0: a tea. Well, and I think one of the other things that, like, really, like, neutered Doink after a while, although, again, it still was a, a prominent, like, TV uh, he, yeah. Yeah, he had TV matches. It was just like when, you know, when you got somebody like Ray Apollo in there, um, who nobody had seen, like, it, it, you know, again, like, how's hmm, the best way to describe this is basically like, um, he wasn't a flashy wrestler. He was just basically no. like, he's going through the motions and exactly. the voice of the clown became a lot more high pitched. And yeah. it was, you know, it really became cartoonish and he's just doing jobs at that point. Um, yeah. and that was sort of like, well, you know, Matt, cause Matt Bourne could work. Steve Kern could work. Um, and they were, they were both iterations of the evil.
1: Uh, yes. Doink.
0: So when the in ring quality, and again, you don't have to have Doink's not putting on like five star matches, but Um, I think if some of the psychology of it is taken away or it's turned into the baby face, then you really just have like a mascot for the company, a good mascot and something that's memorable. But I think that's where it sort of goes from. If it had been at Matt Bourne for the whole run, we probably wouldn't be able to put it into this category. We'd be we'd be disqualifying him because, hey, that got over. He was successful. Um, and he was, you know, even though it was a wrestling clown, he was still over. I think the where it kind of goes into the ridiculous category is when it, you know, when it was a babyface character and then it was there for the yeah. opposite reason that it was invented for. So
1: because then you just, I mean, then you you just have a a a wrestling clown, which yeah. in and of itself. Is just dumb. I know. I, clowns like, are the worst. If you, if you are, if your occupation is a clown, what would drive you to wrestle? Yeah, that makes right. no sense. <laughs> You're like, making money at a circus, dummy. Up, guys. <laughs> like it just it strips everything away from from what made the character. Mm-hmm. In any sense, of course, it it's not believable, but like yeah. Yeah. gave it it gave it you know some substance to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And we just ca- that would be like if you just had a guy come out, and I mean, they tried it and it again didn't work. You have a guy come out with a top hat, takes it off, he's pulling rabbits out of his hat, and, you know, <laughs> giving them to the kids in the front row. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's it's not, it's a birthday act. New, right, exactly. It's a, it, w- it would work. Good point was the birthday uh, act. Yeah, yeah. It's it would it would work if you're having uh, shows in a uh, uh, ten year old's backyard. Yeah, of for course. Him yeah, and his friends. But yeah. Not on a national right. stage,
0: <laughs> Don't don't need to see it on national TV. It Very very much rings of, uh, you know, again a a private party or a, uh, you know, a, a backyard act. Yeah. So there we go. Doink the clown number one, number right. one seed in the '90s. Who's Doink going up against in this first round? So
1: Doink will be going up the number sixteen seed. Hmm. Uh, a, a pretty short-lived gimmick uh, portrayed by quite a hand uh brad armstrong ah, yes uh, in 1991 uh, no, <laughs> we were introduced to arachnaman <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> which um for those unfamiliar was brad armstrong in a spider-man costume that was purple and yellow instead of red and blue oh, Boy. and i mean the only reason for this character was because one they didn't know what to do with Brad Armstrong. So they just gave him a litany of bad ideas. Yeah, but he was two, Yeah, It was, you know, Spider Man's hot at the time. Mm-hmm. So well, why Spider-Man's not? Spider Man's hot all the time, by the way. <laughs> exactly. So why not so why not capitalize on that and we'll put a guy that looks like Spider-Man. And yeah. he's just he's Arachnaman. Pro wrestling uh, Spider Man. They were they were quickly hit with a season desist mm-hmm. from Marvel. Yeah. And uh that was the end of that.
0: But- and he shot the he shot the webs out of the hands. Uh, that was his big. Uh, that was the again yeah the costume kind of looked like a bootleg. It's like when you went to the, when you go to the dollar store and you see the yes. little toy aisle toy exactly. aisle at the dola- dollar store and it's got oh there's a wrestling figure there and it's just a guy in bikini briefs and like like his feet are like colored bl- black for boots. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he has a couple muscles and it's like oh this is the wrestling doll. So they l- literally like three or four pegs down the uh down the aisle you've got the uh <laughs> the arachnoman figure <laughs> which is off color uh very like the mass didn't look right like it no um and again it got, you know you got a guy like Brad Armstrong in that um I mean, you want to get Brad Armstrong on TV. Uh, and he's been yeah. on he, – he was with the NWA and WCW since, like, 86, yep. 87. And they just – they failed to figure out, like, how to give this guy some real momentum. And then
1: – And I think it was mainly because he wasn't the the strongest promo. No, he wasn't. But, so, God, like, such an easy tag team guy. But inevitably, yes.
0: it's, you know, I think he was the, uh, the masked free bird – uh, Fantasia just before he was Arachnaman. So he's getting used to uh living his life in a mask, um, with a terrible bodysuit. Uh oh, and then gosh. I think like after this Arachnaman drop, they made him like candy the Man Candyman Brad yep. and he was just throwing candy at kids. Yes. Um which again, it. sort of like Point the Clown <laughs> um, in a certain it's, sense. But it's all right. So, like, it, this was the Jim Hurd era. The Jim Hurd era, where they were like, WCW, any, right? any way we can connect to kids that gets us better, yeah. like, That's
1: better all high profile. They were to
0: do. Yeah, we want to be on syndicated television. We want to be because able to, to play big markets. And, and
1: to put it in perspective, this is, I mean, the WWF is starting to cool down at this point because Hulkamania is, yeah. you know, yeah. on the on the downturn. But the WWF, a few years earlier, had become so much more popular because it was aimed at kids. It had these larger-than-life characters mm-hmm. where yeah. the NWA and WCW was more in-ring. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. Like, the, the working promotion. And so... When Jim Hurd takes over, he sees the success of what blew the WBF up to, to the prominence. He's like, okay, well, we can replicate this by doing stupid shit like putting Brad Armstrong in a Spider-Man yeah, costume.
2: Because
1: yeah. that well, works I, all the time.
0: But, you know, that's also the funny part, and I'm sure this is going to come up elsewhere on your bracket, is when you're so on the nose with characters... I talked about it the last, <laughs> my, my last episode where I was talking about the Ding Dongs, which was a, a Jim Hurd oh, creation. Yeah. But when you're so on the nose with the characters, because somebody in the wrestling bubble, in the WCW um, think tank, the creative folks are like, they're better than us because they have characters, because they have cartoon characters. And Jim Hurd goes, Spider-Man's a cartoon character. I just got a Spider-Man. And it's like, not without even, like, hesitation of, like, this might get us sued or <laughs> it might die a death because it really isn't what the kids are looking for when they're showing up here, you know, at your arenas or watching on television. They just absolute swing and a miss from oh. – some people that were, I hate to say it, like it's not just, it, maybe it's Herd's idea to have a cartoon Spider-Man type character.
1: But everybody else let it but go. But Kevin
0: Sullivan's in that that think tank in, this Oli. is ninety ninety one. 91, Oli Anderson, yeah. fucking Cornette was probably still around to a certain extent, Paul Heyman, yeah. Eddie Gilbert, you had a lot of people that could have, and even Dusty, I think Dusty was back by 91, you had a lot yeah, of people that so. could have gone, whoa, 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 let's not be this specific <laughs> about it. Let's just, you know, if we want to put Brad in a, a, you know, a bodysuit hood character, let's come up with something completely original and let's put our heads together rather than saying bootleg Spider-Man. So precisely poor Brad, but uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's get to the next uh, matchup in your bracket
1: to the next matchup. This will be the uh, the eight seed taking on the nine seed. Mm -hmm. My eight seed. I love this and I really wish it would have worked. Um, Papa Shango, oh yeah, portrayed yeah. by uh, the great Charles Wright, mm. um, WWE Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer has many different characters that he portrays throughout the '90s. <laughs> this could be a uh, tournament of Charles yeah. Wright gimmicks. Yeah. He he could have taken up one side of the bracket. That's for yeah. Fair. yeah. <laughs> but so Papa Shango, he is a uh, uh, like a voodoo. Character mm-hmm. that's casting spells on people. He's yeah. <laughs> uh, he's making green liquid come down through the uh, the Ultimate Warrior's head. He's growing up. His very fancy um,
0: jacket that he put on for that one interview.
1: <laughs> after he after he uh, after he beats jobbers, their boots are somehow getting they're on, a fire. on fire. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Papa Shango. I I think this was a big miss because the character itself. Mm-hmm. First of all, it looked cool as shit. Yeah, it looked yeah. awesome. It was a great visual. He had
0: spooky it, like there was there was black ice and smoke that came out of the yeah and he the came backstage with, like, area. Um,
1: he came down to the ring like with those uh, with like skulls. Yeah, were, like, like a, almost like an incense. Out of yeah, the, like, yeah 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 Um the face paint. Everything about it should have worked. I don't. I don't think that they ever got to the point of. Like, they wanted him to be a main event guy, Mm -hmm. yeah, but they never committed, and I think that has to do with the fact that the Warrior left um, shortly after, you know, that whole feud kind of started.
2: Well, I don't
0: want to say the Warrior, the Warrior didn't leave, because he feuded with the Warrior right after WrestleMania 8, right? Because he came in...
1: yeah. Yeah, it was Hogan. Papa
0: Shango, Papa Shango and Hogan took off. So, Shango so, and, yeah. and Sid vicious were beating him down and then Warrior came from and that started a feud with Warrior. He never this is the the whole well, thing Warrior is left
1: like like 6 months later. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think because Hogan left, they had to uh bump the Warrior up to like the the title picture because yep. Mhm they kind of they were like well if hogan's gone we don't have anyone
0: else yeah we just can't have savage and flair do rematches and yeah. jake the snake was gone so like that's again that's yeah, another opponent. Left. so um, i th- i think you're right like if let's say hogan was around for a little bit longer you could have had somebody else uh hogan could have feuded with uh, with shango or he could have feuded with somebody yeah. else and it were would have allowed mean, warrior to do a little bit more um and define that and, character a little bit better than the six weeks time, that they that's did it.
1: When, um, that's when the Undertaker turned babyface, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, I don't know how they didn't do that. Well, I feel like that could have been a long, drawn-out program.
0: Of course, listen back to uh, to our, especially
1: since those guys are friends.
0: Yeah. You know? Right. Oh, they were teams. They were a team in uh, in Memphis together. But yeah. uh, but if you yeah if you go back and listen to our previous episode about rebooking WrestleMania. Yes. When Tommy did WrestleMania eight, your plan was, to, was to have Papa Shango exactly. and Undertaker, and that's again just a spooky dudes match.
1: It makes it makes total sense.
0: Yeah, I think he could have been a great opponent for for Undertaker long term, and even for you know if you you know you get him against Big Boss Man, or you get him against um, you know a lot of a lot of the guys in the mid card, like they were kind of gimmicky too at the time, yeah. so like. You know, him versus like Tatanka would have been like a pretty, a pretty decent feud. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. So you're never going to have him be a, a world champion. No, but he um, can always be the foil to. He's the, evil the side. Next mid card guy that yeah. you want to make.
0: He was just he was. You know, they kind of th- use him with Warrior and then they threw him away. Um, and then of course he came back I mean, under yeah. nine hundred, nine hundred other gimmicks later in the, uh, and in the decade.
1: Prior to bringing him back for the for the nation run that he had, there are promo pictures out there that they were going to bring Papa Shango back with like a new look and yeah. stuff, but it just it never came to fruition. And thank
0: God that didn't come to fruition because that was Russo ass bullshit, and Russo would yeah would have been would have It, oh been, it they wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have been work.
1: fucking terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's again it's it's a it's a great gimmick. Uh, a lot could have been done with it. A lot should have been done with it. But for what it was, you know, you're making
1: it's memorable. You know, for sure. Absolutely, like everybody
0: you. that watched at that time remembers. I, had
1: he Papa not Shango. had, had he not, which he's not on my list, but had he not had the later run as the Godfather, mm-hmm. that's who you would remember. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Yeah. At, that's the gimmick. Even though it was pretty short lived, I don't even know if it went for a full year. Not even. uh, no. uh That's the that's the gimmick that would have stuck with Charles Wright. Yeah. Not, uh, uh, well, Kama, Kama? Kama Mustafa, yeah. the uh, the supreme yeah.
0: fighting machine, or yeah. the Godfather, or the Good Father, or <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Well, who does uh, who does Papa Shango match up All with right, in the so, uh, um, first round here?
1: Papa Shango is going to be taking on the nine seed of um, Irwin R. Scheiss. Ah, yes, IRS Tax Man. Another another gimmick that had like a fairly decent run.
2: Oh, he had a uh, great run.
1: Debuted in ninety one and yeah. what, stayed uh, with the company through ninety five. Um, I mean the the idea behind it, if you're not familiar. Um, he is an irs agent mm-hmm. h- hence the name erwin <laughs> Scheister. again a little on the nose <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah um but he has come to the world wrestling federation to rid it of the damn tax cheats the tax cheats cuz
0: you know the young audience that watched wwf uh at yeah. the time like they love when somebody yeah. like just gets on their parents case about taxes
1: exactly uh, <laughs> yeah. um winds up joining forces with the Million Dollar Man, which, if I mean, if there's anyone that would have been a tax cheat, you would think it was Ted DiBiase. Yeah, yeah. dude, <laughs> look to, look be, to your right, like that guy's they not would be paying adversaries taxes. Adversaries, as opposed no. to being no, you might have helped him get out of money trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's
0: uh, it, I, actually that's a very good point. Like, I think there's certainly like <laughs> there's good chemistry between them because d- definitely like. Uh, IRS is helping uh, good old yeah. Ted DiBiase yeah. hide some of those, uh, those, those forms. those in offshore accounts.
1: So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then later uh, he would join uh, when Ted DiBiase retires from the ring. Uh, I mean, also he was a tag team champion with Ted DiBiase.
0: Like two that or three times. Run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, was in like the IC title picture at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah. And then has a run once uh, DiBiase retires from the ring, and uh, is part of the Million Dollar Corporation, yeah, which yeah. was a pretty good like if you look at not necessarily the idea of it, but the um, the players in that mm-hmm. at that time, sol- like Bam Bam, uh, uh, Tatanka, I think gets in. Tatanka on Sid, unfortunately. King Kong, Bundy King Kong Bundy was was, was brought but back it, to be shit. It, it was a, it was pretty much I would say like the top heel stable in the company yeah. around 1995, oh, yeah. and they were always like um,
0: they were always in the mix. Like there was always somebody that Tibiassi was sending towards Bret Hart or yeah. trying to chase uh, the Undertaker. Yeah, um, the weakest link of the Million Dollar Corp. Not to just take a detour to the the rag on the Million Dollar Corporation, but the weakest link of the Million Dollar Corporation was Ted DiBiase himself because I never bought him as a good, like, manager. No. You know, like, yeah, he could could still talk. He could cut a promo, but there was something, like, amiss with him because it was always, like, because he's still in that Million Dollar Man character, right? There was no nuance to it. If you look at some of the other managers, you know, that were more successful in the WWF, they had, uh, depending on the guy that they were managing, they were kind of adapting their character a little bit more to them. Right, so they would wear like Jimmy Hart would wear a different costume with with different guys. He'd have his uh, Florida Lees when he was with Bravo or with the Rougeos, and then he would have um, more of a rock and roll outfit on with Honky Tonk Man. So, I think like with DiBiase, it was always like he was m- almost more important than the guy that he was managing. Yeah, in certain circumstances, uh, but it works for like somebody like IRS because IRS is you're he's the money guy in the in the corporation so like he's more on page and on it makes sense for him yeah to exactly as
1: opposed to the... although you bringing all this made me think of when for like i don't know how long it was, but mm-hmm. for some reason, Nikolai Volkov <laughs> in the million dollar true, because he was poor. And DiBiase was like, I'm buying you. He wore uh, like a tuxedo you. t-shirt.
0: He wore a tuxedo t-shirt <laughs> and had scent symbols on it, rather than dollar signs, which is, again, all right, oh, costume, costume
1: department, really. They hit
0: it out of the park <laughs> with that one. Um, so, uh, it's good to see uh, old IRS, uh, old yeah, Mike, Mike Rotunda. Rotunda.
1: Great in the ring. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's for what he was given. He really kind of knocked it out of the park. It's
0: just again, it's another standout uh, occupational gimmick. So, yes.
1: which there are many more. I'm sure. List, I <laughs>
0: yeah, I am sure. I am sure. So, let's move on. What's the next matchup All right. in the, the, the bracket? Next,
1: the next matchup, we're doing the five versus twelve seed. Number five coming in at number five uh, is Glacier.
0: Ah uh-huh, Yes, Mortal
1: Kombat. <laughs> So um, yeah, essentially that was the entire premise of the the, the gimmick. Um, yep. I think it just kind of hit at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we certainly did. Yeah. When when they started running uh, the the promos for the Glacier gimmick, it was. I mean, Mortal Kombat was super popular at the time. I think mm-hmm. the movie had just come out. Um, the games were off the charts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And essentially, that's like. He's kind of, I mean, if you're gonna tie it to Mortal Kombat, he's like the Sub Zero, (laughs) kind of character. (laughs) What he's playing, yeah. Um, his entrance is crazy. He's coming out. It's snowing. Yeah, He's, he's doing all these martial arts moves in the ring. Um, but unfortunately, they started running. The promos for him in April of 1996, mm-hmm. and a little thing called the NWO came along a monthly before he debuted <laughs> and yeah. uh, kind of just took all the steam out of something like this because that's a super reality based gimmick.
2: Oh, yeah, storyline yeah. that
1: you have going on. And to then just be like, okay, now we're gonna here's have these video game Sub-Zero characters for Scorpion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the opening match. You're like, wait, what the fuck? This doesn't these two things, they don't go together.
0: Yeah, I uh, just kind of a botched launch, and it would have been something, you know, think about that two years earlier. Um
1: Would have been so much. Would have been great.
0: It would have been, and also a oh. six
1: month build of vignettes is too long. It's too long. Yeah. For, yeah. for, the, for the payoff that you're getting.
0: I think part of that was, um, and again, anytime you mention Glacier, Wrath uh, and Mortis have to be mentioned because they were his only opponents for Pretty months much, and yeah. months and months, for almost for years. Yeah. Um, but I think that's part of the, the issue is that you didn't really know what Glacier was going to be in the context of the rest of WCW at the time. Right, so he he doesn't have those opponents until a few months later when they're like, all right, well we have to write other storylines for him. So even yeah. when he debuted, he's debuting against like luchadors, or he's debuting against like um, cruiserweight guys. Squat, squat he's doing match squash matches, matches right? on Nitro, yeah. and it wasn't like he, he had nothing to really like sink his teeth into until they started those mid-card feuds with the the other then, Mortal Kombat type characters. But then it's you, only you, like three, and then eventually Ernest Miller, who was brought in, it didn't make any sense. But like it's four guys fighting each other, like spamming each other, like
2: yeah.
1: Once they're I mean, once when,
0: they're set up in that feud, and it's like, well, where do we go after they have two or three matches?
1: When you're spelling this out, if they did it the other way, if they debuted Mortis first, mm-hmm. who yep. is having squash matches, yep, and then you bring in Glacier, yes, to take him a savior, out, yeah. that makes sense. But when you have a baby face come in, and he's just doing squash matches, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this skeleton man shows up <laughs> You're like, well, uh, I'm You're kind of, I don't get it.
0: The skeleton man knows how to run the ropes really well um <laughs> but no, I think th- I, we should put a pin in this one <laughs> because I think this is good for like a future episode of uh of rebooking the uh the, the glacier characters yeah, 100%. But yeah rebook rebook blood runs cold um but just to, you mentioned it before uh the entrance was entrance was still super cool oh yeah um, it was awesome and it, it was, was cool. like geez, it's still awesome we wasted it on that guy though <laughs>
2: like, you know <laughs> yeah.
0: this kickboxing ray lloyd guy um it just yeah it it didn't land the right way and again it it, it just got yeah, it snowballed hit. for lack of a better term i got snowballed by the uh the nwo uh Catching fire right around the same yeah, time, if that it, they started it, it. So,
1: if it debuted a year earlier, I think it would have had a chance. Even though, like, the company was not in uh, a great state of affairs, mm-hmm. you had Hogan coming in. I think he could have been like a good guy to team with Hogan to like of take course, on yeah. the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, because yeah. that's an outlandish thing in and of itself. Yep, yep. But mm. unfortunately for Ray Lloyd, he was. He was just a year too late. And then yeah,
0: then eventually he was a jobber over there and, and it just sort yeah. of it just really fell. petered out.
1: Really nosedived. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah. Glacier, the number five Kay. seed will be taking on the number twelve seed Nails. Nails,
0: oh man. <laughs> <laughs> this this fucking guy. <laughs>
1: so uh in the year nineteen ninety two Uh, The WWF was kind of strapped for ideas with (laughs) who the big boss man could uh, have a feud with. And so uh, one of his um, one of the one of the ex-convicts that uh, he used to, um, you know, uh, oversee in the jail of uh, Cobb County, Georgia. It's a good way to dance uh, around it. (laughs) Nails comes out of jail and uh, is is. He wants retribution. Yeah, um, boss, on, man. Me, boss man. I'm the big boss man. Yeah, that's... I to this day I remember like that, the 1992 Survivor Series nightstick match. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. fucking bad. But uh, that promo was like boss man. <laughs> and he's just spitting all yeah, over John. Yeah, me,
0: that's a good point. He's yeah, <laughs> he, he's drooling and spitting a bunch. <laughs>
1: Oh man. What a turd. It's so bad. <laughs> he just essentially he just wore an orange jumpsuit and that was it. Yeah, and he and then,
0: commandeered the nightstick and so like after his matches he was like roughing up his opponent yep. with the night the jobbers with the nightstick and what was his finish? Did he
1: I don't know that he ever got one. Oh boy.
0: That's never a I good don't know sign. That-
1: <laughs> there's a there's a good chance that he never won a match because he probably got disqualified for hitting people with a stick. That's
0: good technicality to uh to th- look at the win loss record for uh, for nails in the WWF. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'd, we'd have to we'd have to go to CageMatch.net for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> he um he then uh, you know famously goes on to uh, uh, uh physically assault Vince McMahon backstage, and that'll never. <laughs> Of all people. Do papers. <laughs> of all people. Uh, also put on a classic with Virgil at SummerSlam 1992. No. Let's not forget
0: that. No, that's not at all. Not at uh, all.
1: But he, he, um, yeah, so I, I don't remember the exact story. He got into a physical altercation with Vince McMahon, was promptly terminated. Yeah. Showed up in WCW as the prisoner. The prisoner. Which I, then, which I think was also then like... They got hit with a cease and desist lawsuit. Same, well.
0: same orange jumpsuit. They just changed the number, yeah, uh,
1: and called them the prisoner. Prisoner. Um, that was a very. That was an even more short-lived gimmick than nails oh, yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, and then he just went to Japan where they couldn't touch him legally, and he, uh, <laughs> I, 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 he wrestled in New Japan for a little while. Wow. Still in the. It, I in, don't remember in the, the name that he wrestled under. Yeah. Ugh. But still in the orange
2: jumpsuit. <laughs>
0: He, um... Jailman? Maybe they call jail him
1: <laughs>
0: Jailman! Um, he... There's two impractical things about that. First of all, uh, if you get out of prison, it's not like he escaped they from take, jail. They, yeah, no. they take the jumpsuit, and... Like, I would imagine, like, if you spend any time in jail, and let's hope that, like, none of us and and none of our listeners uh, have experiences. But probably if you, you know, for some reason you have or you know somebody that's been to prison, I don't think those are comfortable suits to walk around in. They're not, like, you know, it's not like a sweatsuit, you know, where you have, you know, give. They're just kind of big, bulky uh uncomfortable prison garbs and he chose to wear his around for another like four or five years uh to everly everly uh, you know wrestling company that he was supposed to uh you know do the same gimmick with um he also before he was nails uh he was mr magnificent kevin kelly in the awa and he was he just looks like an action figure and not in a, like, oh, look at the muscles. And they, you know, they crafted him as this, like, you know, kind of a, a superhero action figure type. No, he looked like an action figure because he was stiff. Because you really, like, there wasn't any, like, kind of, like, he would walk around and he would have locked knees and he wouldn't wear knee pads. And all of his moves were like power moves, but he didn't leave his feet. So he would do, like, a, a you know, a body slam and he would throw a guy across the ring, which was great. And then catch him in a full Nelson and just stand there in a full Nelson. So one of the dullest wrestlers that I've ever seen in the AWA, and that's saying a lot. Um, but once you get to like, all right, well, well, who's the guy playing nails? Oh, shit, it's Kevin Kelly. How the And fuck he sucks.
1: Him? <laughs>
0: Who called that asshole to do this?
1: He stinks. And you know what? <laughs> he does stink. <laughs> but good for him because he's he's now making a uh, convention uh, a convention circuit run oh, yeah. uh, as nails again so okay, <sighs> uh everything comes back around why do solid. I feel like Am him
0: right? there's going to be a picture of him uh at one of these one of these wrestlecons or uh, starcast it's, it's probably him and Virgil sitting next to each other, right? Like, oh, yeah. you gotta, you gotta. He's the uh, only
1: person in Virgil's line. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just they keep exchanging the ten dollar bill back and forth to each other, and taking a picture with each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so he stunk. Nail stinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's your next matchup?
1: All right, so this is the four versus the thirteen seed. Mm-hmm. Um, at number four. Um, Talk about an occupational gimmick, uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Oh uh, yes, Trash Man. He is a <laughs> man. Uh, if if uh, if Frank Reynolds as the Trash Man isn't on your <laughs> wild card gimmick <laughs> list in a few episodes, oh. I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Tournament of uh, of you know non wrestler
1: wrestlers. Um. Duke the Dun- i mean there's not a whole lot to say other than he was a wrestling garbage man he was a
0: wrestling garbage man um and as far as an occupation that like um i mean i'm not i'm not taking away from garbage men no, please please gar- make
1: great living garbage
0: men out there like yes i i it's it's a it's a thankless job picking up other people's garbage um and I guess that makes it like, all right. Well, he's a blue collar guy, but it's not necessarily like I'm gonna root for the garbage guy, you know? Like I'm.
1: Yeah, he was a baby face. He was a baby that. face.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be better if he was like an Oscar the Grouch type, where it was just like he's stuffing baby faces yeah. in the garbage can. Um, it's time to take out that. He Im- immediately had that catchphrase: "It's time to take out the trash," yeah. um, and everything was the trash compactor or the um, the garbage chute or whatever, like um
1: but that was a bad idea there was there was not it just didn't make sense it makes no sense whatsoever
0: well it's it it makes sense if you pair them up like he had the feud with lawler right
1: lawler and yeah he had the feud with lawler
0: he had the feud with triple h triple h as the as the aristocrat right yeah. yeah but those after that it's like all right is he gonna wrestle the one two three kid Probably not. <laughs> you no. know, like,
1: Are you ever going to have the garbage man win the world title?
0: No, no. But that was, you know, that was their mid card. And it's, you know, again, it makes for cannon fodder for episodes like this where we're like, oh, we'll, we'll just torpedo it and take it apart. But
1: but he had like a two over a two year run.
0: Yeah, he was, was in kind of. a couple Royal Rumbles, wasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to say it's he was bad in the ring. Because I think I remember him being okay. Yeah, a decent hand.
1: You're never seeing anything great. But, I mean, it's not nails.
0: It's not. No, no. (laughs) But it's also not like, again, you're right. Like, it it can't, like, you know, one week they couldn't just, like, give him a bath and be like, oh, he's a brand new guy. Yeah. It's still, he's still going to look like Duke the Dumpster Drossy or, um, because he was another one that just appeared out of nowhere. Like, there was no, like, indie run for Mike Drosy before he came to no. WWF. So,
1: I don't think I've seen him since either.
0: He's not a Mike Rotundo. That's what basically what I'm getting at is like a Mike Rotundo could always revert back to what his real name was. And, and, and a not past only that, gimmick. but yeah.
1: some guys are so good in the ring that they can overcome yes. a bad gimmick. Yeah. Right. He was not, he didn't have that ability yeah. to do that. And Sucks. When you're stuck with something like that, if you can't either take it way over the top mm-hmm. or you can't just be so good bell to bell that people overlook the fact that you're, you're, you're the a garbage wrestling man. trash man, right? <laughs> I you're you're kinda you're dead on arrival.
0: Yeah, that's true words were not said, so um all right, so who does uh who does Duke the Dumpster match up so with? So
1: <laughs> Duke the Dumpster uh faces the number 13 seed, the great and powerful uh, Oz. Oh, so, oh yeah. Oh, Jim
0: Hurd, here he comes. Jim Hurt again.
1: Uh, another another uh, another guy who until he found uh Diesel was just stuck with bad gimmick after bad gimmick. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The Master Blasters Mm -hmm. in Vegas, but the worst of all, uh, Oz, um, essentially, from what I've read and what I've heard, is that in uh, 1991, um, Mm. Turner Classic Movies, which is of the Turner Corporation that owned WCW, Mm -hmm. acquired the rights to The Wizard of Oz in color for um, for, for the... uh, television rights and so they were like what would integrate with showing the wizard of oz is having a character that plays the wizard of oz (laughs) but it's just well it's, it's just kevin nash in a mask
0: it's kevin nash in a mask but also kevin sullivan was playing the actual wizard of oz uh, oh well, yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Nash so was represent. Yeah, uh, Kevin Nash was representing the uh, the land of Oz yeah. <laughs> as as the representative, that, as Mister Oz.
1: People were dressed up as like monkeys, the little oh. monkeys. Like, oh no, that was a lot. Li- no, that,
0: well, no, that that was a live monkey that that Sullivan had. But yeah, they had the other characters were like.
1: They, yeah, in they this... had people dressed up for because the, there was the one grand entrance. Mm-hmm. I forget what. Um, I forget exactly what show it was. Uh, uh, it was a one of their pay-per-views that year.
0: Like Great American um, Bash or might have been a Clash of Champions cuz if it was on it's whatever, TBS it's whatever, yeah, yeah.
1: It's the same sh- I I remember it distinctly. It's the same shit. It might have been Super Bowl. It's the same show that um Big Josh came out with the Bears. Oh boy. <laughs> Talk about gimmicks. <laughs> but Matt, Matt yeah, Bourne so they just had that they had like a big backdrop that looked like the land of oz yeah, yeah it was it was just bad and it, it was short lived because it there i mean again there's nowhere to go it's right exactly it's like it, all right so it's product placement
0: it's right it's doomed to be there's nothing you can do with it to be laughed at and
1: there's no redeemable qualities and i mean God bless Kevin Nash for giving it a shot, but that was just awful.
0: It was, yeah. I mean, it was just not. It wasn't really thought out. It wasn't wasn't planned well. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just looking it up real fast. Uh, he, oh no, he doesn't say like where it where it debuted, but it was in that you know kind of summertime. Um, the historically, they they did of the monkey that Kevin Sullivan was uh, had on a leash. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Sullivan, uh, the monkey wasn't cooperating, and uh, uh, because oh no, you, you you light off a bunch of fireworks and pyro, and a monkey's yeah. going to be calm. Uh, great yeah. idea, well thought out. Um, so Kevin Sullivan had him on a, a leash, and he pulled the leash a little bit too tight, and uh, that was the demise of the poor monkey. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it's not a it's not a great story. Um, but it's a true story. Uh, rest in peace, that monkey. Um, yeah, and I think he, like, so uh, he had a couple, like, wins on television, then got beat by somebody like Ron Simmons, like, the first, like, real opponent that he had. Um, you know, he lost to. Uh, and it was very quickly, like, pushed down the card. And then I think. Uh, memory serves me like when you hear Kevin Nash talk about it like i think he had to like go on a japanese tour and bring the robe and the and the yes. head cuz he had a head there was a yeah. there was a, it was a like a big like mask. a mask head mm. yeah <laughs> he took off and he said the thing was like a couple hundred pounds like that he had to like put on every night and like walk to the ring um so
1: just preposterous they
0: they pulled the trigger on it fast and they 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 kind of you know Hustled him into Vinny Vegas, which again, Vinny Vegas was a, was a pretty entertaining character for like, you know, a WCW Saturday night or worldwide. Like, he at least got to talk. Like, I don't think Oz, he was talking. No. Um, it was just this big and he had the head on. Gray, and he had all gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's favorite wrestler has gray hair. At least, like, well, not in the early 90s, you know, like, <laughs> bad. Oof. Poor Kev.
1: Yeah. Poor guy.
0: Became a world champ, though. Yeah. Go figure. He
1: he overcame it. Again, <laughs> there are certain guys that can overcome shit like that.
0: Maybe the smartest man in the history of wrestling, Kevin Nash. <laughs> All right,
1: where do, where do we go next? All right, so um, now we're moving to the other side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the two seed taking on the 15 seed. at In the number two slot, we've got the Shockmaster. Um, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred, <laughs> uh, who... Prior to his uh, WCW run, was Typhoon or Tugboat? Yes, um, yes. In the WWF, to not equally bad, but not far off. Mm. Um, debut has I mean probably the most infamous character on this list. Uh, oh, because because
0: he's a meme. Uh, <laughs> he's literally yeah, like an internet meme the now.
1: For the gold, um, yeah. they put him in this ridiculous, uh. cape and he's got a a glittery stormtrooper helmet and he's set to bust through a wall and the props department unfortunately put a a wooden plank at the bottom where he was supposed to bust through and while wearing a glittery stormtrooper helmet which doesn't help which doesn't help yeah uh, he doesn't see the board trips the head falls off and we then have the uh, probably the most memorable <laughs> wrestling moment of all time.
0: <laughs> As Davy Boy um, Smith would say, he fell on his fucking arse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I mean, once the bloom's off the rose there, uh, there's really no... Because they were going to, like, really push him. He was in, so he, he was be, in War Games. His first yeah, match he's he's was in fucking War Games. to be in War Games. And by the uh, time War Games rolls around... He's just an electrician I think yes he I'm right. not really he, sure he what became
0: happened. more of a more of a handyman <laughs> uh, he's
1: just wearing like all denim and a hard hat
0: but I think he like he capitalized it for some reason somebody was like well we realized that you fell um so now we're just gonna make you just a little bit clumsy so he would like trip on the ring steps like yeah. in subsequent appearances so
1: a great way to really get a guy over, over. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, nothing says, uh, who's our uh, who's our semifinal match? Oh, it's somebody against the Shockmaster. Oh, good, he's gonna trip. Um, <laughs> so he's kind of a cl- a lovable klutz. Um, we we can't talk about the Shockmaster without talking about uh, Ollie Anderson's uh overdub as well. Oh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Sid vicious. <laughs>
1: Why did Oli think he should be the voice of everybody? (laughs) Then,
0: see, this isn't like you can't blame this on Jim Hurd because Jim Hurd's long gone by this. So this is this is an Oli Anderson. uh,
1: This is under the tutelage of Bill Watts, isn't it?
0: Dusty? No, no, I think Watts was even gone by then. Um, So it was Oli and Dusty, and Jesus Christ, like the Stormtrooper helmet—that's the least practical part about this. I I can. I can see past the, f- the furry vest or the-, the lengthy cape, as you called it, um, and the jeans and the cowboy boots that he was going to bust through the wall with. But, like, how the fuck <laughs> was he going to, like, do anything with that? St- was It's bedazzled. It's, it's uh, Yeah. It's, you
1: can't uh, see <sighs> Terrible. it. It was literally just, like, a, a styrofoam helmet that they just put glitter on. I
0: think, again, this is another one that bears, we need to do a follow-up episode where we, re- we redo or try to get a little bit more in-depth on what the Shockmaster could have been or should have been. Because
1: I don't think anyone, like, because it was so bad, I don't think anyone took credit for, like, what was supposed, Yeah. Like, no one's ever told the story of where that was supposed to go. No. Because no one wants to take credit for how hard. That it, it right, it yeah, out. nobody's got their
0: hand up saying it was my idea. Um, yeah, so um, no
1: one will tell. No one knows what was, was supposed he supposed to, to take, take that place.
0: Yeah, was he supposed to take the stormtrooper helmet off and reveal himself in war games, and then it would have been like, oh shit, it's tugboat, oh, because t- <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, got a mis- he's got an unmistakable face.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, oh, electric shock master. Man, okay, well, listen, there's gonna be a. If if you're hearing my voice and you're a Put fan a of Dropkick basement, please I think there's
1: going to be a few spin-offs coming. We will out have of this yeah, list. we will have to
0: to new sub-series where we uh deconstruct the Shockmaster. <laughs> so yeah. who's the Shockmaster up against in the uh, in this other bracket? I really
1: like this one. Uh, this man went by quite a few um, quite a few gimmicks. Uh-huh. Uh, this I think being the worst, the Booty Man.
0: Oh yes, uh, Mr. Leslie <laughs> Ed Leslie. Yes,
1: uh, the the former Brutus the Barber Beefcake mm-hmm. uh, comes over to WCW uh, essentially because he's Hulk Hogan's friend, best buddy. Uh, um, gets put under. Uh, I think the he initially debuted as the Butcher, or just Butcher. Um, mm. Then gets turned into the Zodiac, which that could have made this list as well. Uh, yes, in the Dungeon of no. Doom. Yes. No. Um, But then, uh, let's, you know, Brutus the Barber had such a great babyface run towards the end of the 80s. Let's give him a babyface run as a man who is uh, obsessed with his own ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not well thought out.
0: It was all ass-based offense, right? Like it was. Everything um, was
1: ass-based. His finishing move was the high knee. The high knee. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It's, get it?
2: It's
0: terrible. God, this has Hogan's. Uh, this is just such a Hogan fucking thing. Like, um, and it's yeah, probably brother,
1: you got to listen, brother.
0: And I, and again, I think I remember like where I've subsequently seen, gone back and watched some nitros from that from that time frame, like that. We're just before the NWO here, so it's like it starts in like maybe February <laughs> or March of of ninety six. No, 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 it was ninety six. Um, I still think they were because he came out and he he had the tassels on his arms, right? He oh, had the yeah. Brutus Beefcake tights, but he would bang his head, and it's like, why do we still think that people are going to pretend that this is the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> you
1: know what I think had a lot to do with it too was I think that this was right as. Uh, Johnny B. Bad was leaving. Oh, true. And yeah. So I think that they were just trying to kind of plug him in in like a similar ish role. Mm. Interesting. And I think that that could be kind of the
0: flamboyant. The, yeah, yeah, just like a
1: flamboyant, over the top mm-hmm. babyface character. But I mean, uh, you had poor. Kimberly Page as the booty babe. She was
0: obsessed with him, right? Like that was the yeah. the big thing was she loved his everyone ass. Everyone
1: even was just obsessed with his ass.
0: <sighs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you know, watch him in the ring, and it's like, well, my obsession would end immediately because he's yeah. still.
1: Well, he is ass. He was doing, sure, and <laughs>
0: and I think this. He ended up getting hurt uh, right around this time again. Like had a, had a kind of a major injury,
1: yeah, and he left. And then-
0: Left the business for for a while, um, and then came back as the disciple, yeah. Um, on, in the N.W.L., which of course Hogan just going yeah. to bat for his guys, but yeah, I mean it, just not well thought out. It's bad, just it, bad. It was bad. It was <laughs> you. You nailed it. It's, bad. it's just bad. There's um, nothing.
1: Just bad. Eh. All right. Moving on, let's <laughs> cleanse our palate from the booty, man. Like, And again, like, the, what a bad fucking name. Bad name, but he's the original
0: Mr. Ass. He is. Right? <laughs> he's an ass man.
1: He is. <laughs> if he came he's, out to that, I might have turned around. I'm a booty man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ooh,
0: epic feud. Send him to the WWF in that time and put him against <sighs> uh, Bill Gunn.
1: Maybe we could have... Maybe we could have the Booty Man come back and team with, uh, uh, with Billy Gunn's kids now, oh. and we could have a, <sighs> a, a good feud for uh, the AEW trios. Oh, I think
0: you're, I think you're, whoa! whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> booty Club Gold. All right. Pin in that uh, one. <laughs> pin in that one, please.
1: Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we have the seven seed taking on the ten seed mm-hmm. uh, at and and coming in at number seven, the Black Scorpion.
0: Well, if we didn't mention uh, Ollie
1: Anderson's (laughs) Hello, voice. Hello, Sting. Um, The Black Scorpion is a a mysterious character that comes in um, towards the end of 1990 to feud Mm -hmm. with Sting. Um, He's just kind of uh, an illusionist. I don't know. Uh, He's just mysterious, dark. He's constantly... Performing all these strange acts of magic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um,
0: making people disappear and turn into tigers.
1: Um, They, from from what I've read and heard, they never really had a completely solid idea of exactly what the payoff for this was supposed to be.
0: You are, you um, come on. This is Oli Anderson you're making. You're really making Oli Anderson the, about to be not a good ideas
1: man at this point. <laughs> So essentially, the idea was Al Perez was going to be um, the Black Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. if Black Scorpion was revealed to be Al Al Perez, I don't think anyone would have ever yeah. given a fuck. Yeah, um, listen for the pin drop. No, the, Al
0: Perez good good worker, solid guy. There's like nothing
1: against him as a worker. Yeah, it's, it's just. The name Al Perez doesn't ring bells nah. across America. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and and so I think he got whiff of that's what was supposed to happen so he quits. Yeah. And so they're scrambling uh the Black Scorpion is going to take on Sting for the the world title mm-hmm. inside of a steel cage at S- Starcade 90 not uh, Starcade 1990. Starcade. And remember that. <laughs> That's the key component to this, this. the main their, event of Starcade. Right.
0: Their signature show of the year. It's this the their, Scorpion, the Black Scorpion versus Sting. Right.
1: And essentially, the payoff is going to be Sting reveals the Black Scorpion. Well, on his way to the ring, the Black Scorpion reveals the Black Scorpion because Ric Flair's hair <laughs> is sticking out of the, yeah. the back of yeah. the mask. Yeah. And, and if there's any. There, if there was any more obvious person to put under that yeah. mask, yeah. there wasn't
0: one. Right. The only more obvious would have been, like, if you put... And even even still, I think you could have gone away with, like, Ron Simmons. It's like, yeah. oh, the black scorpions are a black guy now. All right, cool. Um, but no, like, yeah, Ric Flair's chin is sticking out of the bottom, and he has a distinctive looking chin. Um, and His hair is sticking out. And he, uh, he took the mask off right at the end of the match. Yeah. And, and, everyone,
1: and they're, like, selling it, like, oh, my God, it's Flair. No fucking shit, it's Flair. <laughs>
0: but, all right, so there's there's a couple tie-togethers with the story. First of all, it was originally supposed to be, like, I think the original concept on this. Because somebody actually, like, stepped forward. I think Oli, like, said, what we wanted to do is we wanted somebody from Sting's past that... um could be like the dark version of sting which is why we call sting is the sting had the scorpion emblem on his tights so So we're gonna have the black scorpion and it's like a you know they redid it with sincara and sincara black at one point they had the patriot in gwf with the dark patriot so this was the the um the venom to sting spider-man yeah
1: yeah precisely
0: so you're you're going in the right direction. So, like, the original concept is that.
1: The idea is good.
0: And the... It's the execution. I think one of the other kind of stumbling points of this was, A, they didn't have somebody that was lined up to play it. So, it was like the original vignettes were just Ollie Anderson's ha-ha-ha sting, yep. like his dumb voice, Who would, and he was referencing, remember when we were in... San Francisco 10 years ago training and so they're almost like as a cheat leading you in the direction to think like oh maybe this is the ultimate warrior or maybe this is somebody like Eddie Gilbert from Sting's past because he managed Sting in in UWF and you know you could have tied that together Um the problem is that they didn't contact any of these people to do this gimmick, so it became, again, just the hodgepodge of like, no, well, now we're going to pivot to him being like intimidating Sting with like magic. And then it was like, I think the idea was uh, we ran out of ideas. We don't have anything else to do with the Black Scorpion. Um, hey, Flair, you can do it for this night and we'll give you another title run. And Flair said, yeah, as long as I get another title run. And he ended up like in early ninety one. He beat Sting for the title again and had another like three or four month reign as the world heavyweight champion. Um, so you kinda catered to the thing that Flair loves the most, which is being the top guy, to go out there and to to you know, basically like squash this angle. Could have been so much better, could could have been really, really cool. Um and as as far as like bad ideas in in w c w between like eighty nine and ninety one this one could have been a whole lot better if they they had taken time to flesh it out more, but everybody works and fast forward bad execution yeah so all
1: right and it the 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 whole feud really took place in a pretty short period of time, oh yeah too, yeah, this could have been something that was drawn out, but I think that once they kind of had an idea of like, well, we don't really have anyone to be the Black Scorpion. Everything was fast forward. They're just like, all right, let's just throw. It's Flair. Let's make it they Flair. Flair, and they could have a. They'll have a good match, which it wasn't. But yeah, you know, in theory, Flair's thing going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> and it's whatever. Yeah,
0: it was. It was a dud.
1: It was a dud. The Black Scorpion takes on number 10, Mantar. Mantar. (laughs) 80 pounds of mask. It is my favorite gimmick maybe ever. (laughs) Because it's just a guy (laughs) that comes out with a big minotaur head.
0: Minotaur head and a... fire hydrant body.
1: And the story <laughs> that I've heard told was they made the head so big that he he was initially supposed to try and wrestle with this thing on. No chance. No chance. <laughs> the first time he came to the ring, it didn't fit between the ropes. <sighs> <laughs> so then they just had to have him paint his face like yeah. there were horns.
0: Right, he had like, yeah, he had face paint on Uh, on his, kind of on his head, like around the the temples, right? Yeah.
1: The thought of a wrestling minotaur is maybe my favorite (laughs) concept of all time.
0: (laughs) And it's, you know, it's funny, for the era, like, we were talking before about Duke the Dumpster Drosy, and, you know, you had occupational occupational gimmicks. What was the occupation of Mantar? Like, he was just...
1: He's half man, half tar. (laughs) Half tar.
0: (laughs) So um Cornet had to manage him.
1: Oh my god. And could you imagine what he was thinking?
0: You, well Cornet must have been like, well, this is a rib, like this is never gonna get over. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh the so a similar concept with the big mask was Vader in uh New Japan and in the yes. early NWA WCW when he had mm-hmm. the the he had the giant um Vader mask that shot smoke out of it yeah and he would like walk a couple steps out with it then leave it like in the rampway yeah, and then the ground, and then they shoot would shoot the, the the smoke and the and the, a little bit of pyro too were they gonna put a like a little bottle rocket in the <laughs> in the mantar mask to you know kind of zhuzh it up a little or, bit or, or
1: like they, yeah they I mean they could have had like smoke come out of the nose holes I guess
0: it, didn't, it it didn't get that far and no here's another guy like
1: i think they like, ditched the head altogether yes. very quickly yes yeah. <laughs> yes he
0: came i think his first or second time out uh at a raw or at a, at a superstars and then it was like well this the mask doesn't make any sense cuz he's not going to be able to get in the who's going to see him at ringside with this mask <laughs> on uh so let's yeah and i think he only had like another like handful of matches um it was a short without run the run. mask.
1: It's a short run. Uh, but the idea behind it <laughs> top notch. <laughs> top
0: notch. The Mantar.
1: That's one where oh. I don't know that I don't know that the what's what's worse, the execution or the idea.
0: You know what it is like and this is funny like doing research for this tournament, um I go back and I watch some Memphis television, right? And uh, they had some, they had like silly cartoony gimmicks, like, you know, mm-hmm. in the 80s and the 90s, they would have like, you know, Freddy Krueger, or they would have, um, you know, they would have the mummy wrestle or, or you know, Frankenstein against Jerry Lawler, you know, around Halloween time, you know, at, at, a, at the Mid-South Coliseum. And I think that was kind of like where this was coming from. It was like, all right, well, this is a you know he'll wrestle a few squash matches then he'll get like the undertaker as an opponent and it'll be like almost like fighting the imaginary like you know the the universal monster of the week you know yeah. like th- that's really what you're what you're hoping that this does that it sort of like catches on and somebody's like ooh ah like this is so like weird and impressive uh, meanwhile like the guy can't wrestle like he can't really move around the ring and you gave him basically a stuffed uh you know like a you know a stuffed antelope head to put on you, before he got in the might ring might as
1: well have had marched somebody out there in one of those like Halloween horse costumes Yeah, that two <laughs> people operate <laughs> and just been like let's see yeah. put on a five star classic right now go
0: ahead horsey <laughs> mantar Short-lived, but you still Short-lived, remember it.
1: But, I mean, that that's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, where do we go All next? All right,
1: uh, we're going to move on to the 6th uh, six, six seed and the eleven seed. The 6th seed um, never had a match, uh, but it's one that everybody remembers. Uh, Survivor Series 1990, Who Comes Out of the oh, Big Egg? Oh, yeah. But the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um. Poor Hector Guerrero. Was Hector Guerrero <laughs> dressed as a turkey and he yeah. did a jig with Mean Gene in the ring? Gene loved him. And I mean, that's really all there is to say about that.
0: That egg was on television uh, for two for months. months and it was at the Survivor series. We're going to see what comes out of the egg. Uh, Undertaker he was, was a, historically. Undertaker was worried that he was going to be the Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to come out of the egg. Um, and but it's
1: a two-month build to a man and a turkey. It's essentially the two-month build to a mascot.
0: And what's funny is, like, all right, so it's a two-month build to a mascot that's a bird that you can only really get going during one. Thanksgiving.
1: You can only use it for that one paper.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is which is fine because they did run. You know, it's been the November pay per view with a or the Thanksgiving yeah. Day, you know, pay per view or Thanksgiving Eve. So like I get where maybe their ideas you know, hey, like we're gonna have a mascot for the Survivor series and that's kinda cool, but don't let it be a wrestler. Hire somebody that's at like that works at like Disneyland.
1: And they never used it anyway <laughs> yeah. again until it was like Made fun of so much. They, yeah, they it brought it they like brought, brought it back, back to death like after they made like jokes of it. Thing, yeah. Um, but, like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And Hector Guerrero, yeah. uh, a damn fine worker, uh, yeah. was also if I uh, if I, re- I reference the last episode, he was Lasertron uh, yes. in the uh, uh, in in the NWA uh, and was the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion <laughs> <laughs> when he was pretending to be shot by uh, the laser tag video game. But yeah, just it, it kind of like, what a weird short-sighted idea that they had with this where it was like, well, you know, and even if like, again, if you're going to have like a bird character, um, couldn't he have danced with Coco? Wasn't Coco beware in the company? Like, couldn't he befriend Coco yeah. and accompany Coco out? Instead of bringing the live bird out, he could have brought the live bird and the gobbledygooker.
1: Yeah, instead of Frankie, he brings out a turkey. He's
0: a giant turkey. <laughs> oh, that's money to be made with. Then he turns heel. Cavali <laughs> he Gooker versus Coco. Oh, all right. Well, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but it's, it's it was a terrible concept, a terrible gimmick. Uh yeah, And again, there, it, I,
1: there was just nowhere. I think there. you
0: pointed out correctly. This is just a non-wrestler gimmick that they kind of. You know they, they crucified built
1: it up. They built it yeah. up, yeah, to for, for you to be like, all right, like what is gonna be coming out of the egg? Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, it's a bird. It's, but right, it's a real gonna, bird <laughs> that's gonna dance with Mean Gene. And like if you're it, you're thinking, yeah. they're hyping it up, like it's something's gonna come out, and then it's gonna be like a surprise, and you're gonna, yeah, it's something that you have to buy the pay per view to see. Yeah, and yeah. then they legitimately just. An egg hatched and a bird came out. Oh, it's a character. I could see that outside <laughs> of my house. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I could get a telescope and, like, oh boy, just awful. Awful. All right. Gooker. who's he? Uh... All
1: right. He is going up against the 11 seed. And now this is, uh, this I feel like, see, it didn't have the run that IRS mm-hmm. did, but it's in the same vein where it is a very talented uh, performer um, that for political reasons, was not able to overcome mm-hmm. the bad gimmick that he was strapped with. Dean Douglas. I like Dean Douglas. Um, it's a. I think it could have worked really well had there not been so much backstage shit that was going on yeah. with Shane Douglas mm-hmm. and uh, The Click at the time. I mean, he's coming off a scorching hot run in ECW. Yeah.
0: Basically um, rebirthed himself from a mid card or tag team guy for life
1: to a main event to
0: being like and legitimately one of the you know four or five hottest guys in pro wrestling at that time
1: and he comes in to a bunch of vignettes where he's a college dean oh he's not even a college
0: dean he's he's basically he was they should have called him professor douglas
1: yeah well yeah well uh, yeah,
0: because a dean doesn't go to a classroom. A dean goes to an office and talks to you about like which your, is correct. Your, oh, your and overall I think the grade point is
1: where it got lost <laughs> in yeah. translation. Yeah.
0: Oh, they love the duh duh,
1: and <laughs> BKM loves a good alliteration.
0: <laughs> Big fan of it. <laughs> Big fan of it.
1: I mean, just look at the guy he's facing in this, the gobbledygooker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gg gobbledygooker. You could have what? called him professor. You know, Professor Puglis? I
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, and I, I, it's strange that they like chose to go with Douglas, being that like they usually try and rebrand. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. Know what I mean. Um, but so I mean, the idea behind it is like I guess yeah, he's a professor, dean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's giving uh, grades. Yes. To all all the all the uh, the competition. He's got the report cards. Every all of his uh, vignettes start or end with the, the nails, nails on the, the chalkboard. Board, very, are, heat, you know, big time heat. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, more than a capable performer, um, was put right into uh, into uh, the IC title picture. Um, it just it it didn't work.
0: Yeah. I mean, he feuded with for Ra- he,
1: various reasons. Yeah. He
0: feuded with razor right away. He had matches with like the one, two, which again, this is brilliant when you're like, well, how do we establish him? Well, you're imagining that the one, two, three kid is a child or a teenager um, because he's the skinniest guy. And like, he's the underdog on your, on your roster. So why don't you say, Hey, we're going to have a long feud with the one, two, three kid. Or, you know, and kind of play that up. It's like, oh, I'm sending you to detention and stuff like that. Um, so, like, again, the concept is there. It just turned into like he made enemies backstage of people who were like, we only want to work with certain guys, and like he doesn't fit the mold, and he's not, you know, up to our standard. And then the again, the the backstage politics led him to like quit within six months. Um or eight months or whatever it was and it's like
1: Yeah, it wasn't even a full year.
0: And then it was you know, it was completely dead from there. Again, it could have been it could have been much better. It was um it was ramped up in that, you know, uh in that era the nineties like occupational um gimmicks and could it again, a lot more potential.
1: Yeah. And I think had he been able to stick it out politically, uh the Dean character mm-hmm could have just evolved into oh, Shane yeah. Douglas. That would have washed away. Yeah. Again, he would have had a, a very successful run. Yeah. Look at you the, see what he did after he left. Within uh, like
0: if he had stuck around there for another year and a half, like I could see him like in a feud with Brett, Austin Pillman. Yeah, guys that like he was familiar with and worked in WCW with. Um Mick was going to be coming in, you know, a few months after like Shane left. So yep. you've you've got that you get so many you had so many places to go with him, um, but I mean he was always better in ECW than anywhere else well, yeah, anyway. So when you
1: could be yourself as opposed to having yeah. to portray yeah. a uh, college professor Con- or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Good. So moving on to the All last right. the last matchup of the first round, okay. the third seed taking on the 14th seed at number three. Mm-hmm. We have um, everyone's uh favorite dentist <laughs> shit Dr. Isaac Yankum <laughs> DDS um DDS yes yeah. yes D-D-S. right not DMD uh, <laughs> remember that like there's a distinction yeah. um Glenn Jacobs mm-hmm. uh with one of the uh the many uh gimmicks that um failed prior to uh hitting the jackpot, yeah, with as uh, Kane, corporate Kane, coming off a, a run in uh, Smoky Mountain as Unabom, which I liked uh, a lot.
0: I, if you go back and watch some of that, like Smoky Mountain stuff, him and Al Snow were great together. Yes, Al Snow is like the chicken shit, um, tough talking, and then he gets himself in the trouble. And Unabom is the is the heavy, and he was a monster. Like again, you look at the roster in in 1994, Smoky Mountain. And there's a lot of like undersized guys that can fly that were just taking choke bombs and and um I think he was using like a you know, uh that inverted backbreaker as his uh as his finish, um, and power bombs and stuff like that. So uh then to get sidled with the doctor Isaac Yankum.
1: He's is an evil apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. I Yankum Mm-hmm. That's where the whole thing came from. Was a joke that Jerry Lawler would make backstage. Yeah. Um, <sighs> uh, it's a dentist with bad teeth. That doesn't that make any sense to me. <laughs> that is just uh, you know the, all the vignettes that they have of him. Yeah, are uh, they? You hear like the screaming and the the, the drill. drill going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he, I don't think that he really spoke. It's Lawler doing all the talking for him. For the mo yeah uh, you're right like he didn't say a word huh. um because he's Lawler's dentist that was like the whole thing and this is when Lawler was in the feud with Brett he yeah. comes in to bring in it's, again it's just the occupational gimmick a dentist why the fuck is there well i guess it's still happening today i would still <laughs> say why the fuck is there a dentist wrestling if i'm going to be honest with you but well that's a that's a side, yeah that's side a side thought um it's just I don't know. Um, it's bad. And he it was bad. He I, I, again. The it's high, profile, high profile. High profile match
0: with Brett though, right? A
1: uh, ninety uh, SummerSlam ninety five. SummerSlam ninety five. Yeah. yeah. Um, has the match with Brett, but like at this <laughs> time, Brett, I felt I feel bad for him because he's getting lumped in We're just like he had the lo- that long feud at Lawler. Idea. Yeah, it was like a year and a half. Long. Yeah, it took too long, um, and it was yeah, it was bad. Um, and it's just like, again, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just reiterating the same thing over and over again, but mm-hmm. it's a gimmick that's dead on arrival. It's yeah. you're yeah. an evil dentist. How you, far can this go? You can't go too many you're places. You're not going to have <laughs> the evil dentist be the world champion. <laughs> nope. You're not going to have him be in a feud for the world title. This is something that it's kind of like, um, I guess it worked in the sense of like it was like the, what they used to do with Hogan where they'd bring a monster and yeah. Hogan slays him and he's gone. Right and that's exactly right. what they did with this. But when you have a, a a performer who's capable of doing much more, it seems uh wasteful.:
0: It's very short-sighted, you're right, like and it and it ends up being you know, thankfully. You know, for better or worse, you know, however you feel about it. because
1: he was he was stuck with a few more after this. Yeah. Oh, no, he, uh, he was
0: he was bootleg Diesel. Um, and
1: then you know, Kane winds up hitting, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, but it's yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's
0: just sort of like, well, the guy's green. You know, we can't let him. We can't really develop a gray character for him. And I just think the brain trust at that time in that you know that mid nineties was just so like, there's a laugh in here somewhere. Right, and their yeah. their whole like their laser focus was our top guys are are the guys that are going to be legitimate and real, but then we're just going to have like bad Nonsense. gimmicks in the middle. Nonsense! Nonsense! It was it Which if so poorly written and poorly thought out.
1: Well, once we get through this, I could just run through a few of my honorable mentions because okay. it, all right. almost all of them came from that era. of yeah. W. <laughs> So who's um but who's uh, the, uh Dr. The Isaac Yankum? Takes on uh the the demon.
0: You're talking about the kiss demon. The kiss demon. The kiss demon,
1: yes. The kiss demon. Yes. Uh Dale Torborg, <laughs> who is like currently like a strength coach in uh in major league baseball or something. And his
0: dad was a, a terrible Met Manager, Jeff Torborg.
1: Um so yeah. th- the whole concept <sighs> behind this is um, WCW was heading into uh, uh, a pay per view that was supposed to happen, never wound up coming to fruition. Uh, in 1999, called New Year's Evil, it was going to happen on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a big performance by Kiss. Yeah. So now they're yeah. they're kind of capitalizing again, a WCW character capitalizing on an outside venture that they're trying to promote. Kiss. Money so to burn. It's just a guy. <laughs> dressed like Gene Simmons. He's very Gene kiss. Simmons, yeah. He looked exactly like Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was wearing the 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 demon the kiss demon. The kiss
0: demon makeup and uh, I mean it looked it, he spit when he would make blood, the entrance
1: right? out of the coffin and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. There it was there was good production value in it, but it was just like a miss, man. Like in 99 Kiss is Twenty years past oh, prime. without
0: question but it, it, it also so like
1: they're trying to capitalize on any sort of uh, merchandising ventures that they can get into which if you're yeah. not familiar with all of the bullshit that gene Simmons slaps his face on
0: but that's that's really like that's the point of it like they kind of like so that's why they partnered up is first of all bischoff was a mark for kiss and was yeah. a fan uh, Gene Simmons was crazy for like cross promotion and mm-hmm. branding and marketing. So it was like, like the two stupidest people that could ever sit in a room together sat in a room together and were like, "Well, we're gonna do a pay per view. We're gonna have a wrestler that's a kiss wrestler. You're gonna endorse them. Um, we're gonna do action figures and T-shirts and you know all these you know side hustles." Um, and I'm sure the two of them were, like, laughing hysterical and saying, look at all the money we're going to make. Meanwhile, you made no fucking money with it because the guy it that you drew. had betraying him was a lug in the ring. And he they gave it, it, him a long time to try and, like, develop.
1: It went over like a fart in church. Yeah, it's it him. It was just horrific.
0: It was him and Vampiro, like, teaming together. And then they were feuding. And Sting had to fucking carry this idiot to, like matches and that pay-per-view like so in order to get the licensing from kiss not only were they going to do the concert and they were going to co-brand the concert because wcw was a big name on pay-per-view and kiss kind of wasn't um so they were they were going to put that out and that that fell through but they were like well torborg is going to be the kiss character is going to main event a pay-per-view then And they had – he wrestled the wall in a special mid-show main event. Um, And they had, like, a tables match or something. And, again, it was like – it's just such a laughable, like, side note to that kind of bad character development that, um, you know, I think at the same time they had the the Misfits were in WCW and Master P – and yeah, the the no limit
1: soldiers, shit. insane clown posse. Yeah, they were just really tying in all these musical acts. It's just it's a bad. They were bad desperate. Time. <laughs> yeah, they're desperate. Yeah, very desperate. WCW. They were, they were they were clawing. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clawing. So all right, so, that's the first round. Um, so real quick, we, we do you want to go through the uh... everyone? In, yeah, we're just gonna do a quick run through. Okay. Of, mm-hmm. uh, the winners, um, because I was a little long winded here. That's okay. So. Um, one seed, sixteen seed, Doink versus Arachnaman. Doink moves on. Of course. Eight and nine, Papa Shango versus IRS. Papa Shango moves on. Very good. Five versus twelve, Glacier versus Nails. Glacier moves on.
0: Nails should be buried.
1: Four versus thirteen, Duke the Dumpster versus Oz. Duke the Dumpster moves on. Hmm, okay. Two
0: right.
1: verse fifteen, Shockmaster Bootyman. The Shockmaster. The
0: Shockmaster moves moves on. blast through. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 7 verse 10, Black Scorpion versus Mantar, mm. upset, Mantar moves on. Oh, it's, it's
0: Mantar's it's Mantar's year.
1: 6 versus 11, Double D Gooker versus Dean Douglas, Dean Douglas moves on. Yeah, I think
0: we said enough good things about Dean Douglas. <laughs> Isaac,
1: Isaac Yankum versus the Demon, Isaac Yankum moves okay, on. Okay, sure. Sure. We then move on to the 1 seed taking on the 8 seed, Doink versus Papa Shango, Doink moves on at yes. I love Papashengo, but Doink is just Doink. I agree. Yeah. Then uh five versus four, Glacier versus Duke the Dumpster. Glacier takes over. Oh, moves on past okay. Duke the Dumpster. All right. Two, the two seed Shockmaster takes on the ten seed Mantar. Like hmm. I said, one of my favorites, Mantar movement. You go with
0: man, you go with Mantar. I like it. <laughs> I like Dean it. Dean
1: Douglas taking on Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. So now we have the final four. Okay. Number one overall seed, Doink, taking on the number five overall seed, Glacier. Mm. Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown would definitely. Like I said, yeah. longevity. 90s. Doink. 90s. Doink is the epitome of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the number 10 seed taking on the number three seed, Mantar versus Isaac Yankum. We got a Cinderella story, baby. <laughs> Mantar, half man, half tar. He's going to the finals to take on the number 1 overall seed doink doink but he just can't come up oh. comes up short doink the number 1 seed overall it was that
0: tar it's,
1: it's the t-
0: he got stuck in the tar
1: the man overtook the tar <laughs> a little bit and doink just capitalized with a a bucket of uh bucket of confetti confetti the,
0: the old the old bucket of confetti um Excellent. I agree. Doink the Clown is a quintessential gimmick. Yes.
1: And especially, you know, when we're talking about more like over the top, fun, mm-hmm. bad, yeah. however you want runs, to kind of put it. Runs
0: the spectrum. He also. Uh,
1: Doink had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Had a, gr- had, a, had a solid debut, a good first year or so run. It fell off, but it still had the longevity that most of these characters did not sustain.
0: Somewhere out there, somebody is Doink the Clown in some, you know. And
1: has been Doink the Clown for the past 30 years. Little
0: bitty indie that, uh, that is running this weekend. They they have a Doink R- the Clown.
1: R.I.P. R.I.P. Alabama
0: Alabama Doink. Doink. <laughs> a, uh, again, a, a legend, Alabama Doink. Um, I also, just to, to put, a, put a, a finer point on Doink, I liked when Matt Bourne went to ECW briefly, and he yes. was born again, uh, where he wore half of the clown makeup, and yeah. went, reverted back to the really sinister. Um, that was awesome. Like two sides to it, and like unfortunately, that's that's another guy that like if he could handle too soon, if he could have fucking figured out his drug issue and avoided it, he probably could have had a second run in WWF back as Doink, and 100%. and would have been. Attitude Era Doink would have been so a real still roll fucking pest to this day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When they have gimmick battle royals oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I right. he there was so much meat on the bone there. It sucks that it went the way that it went, but it's still No, oh, it's still so memorable. I'd say yeah. um, one of the top 5 m- most memorable gimmicks of the 90s.
0: Well, we will say definitely he's into the top uh he's into the final 4. Um maybe he matches up against Kamala, maybe we see what uh what, so Matt is uh, is going to be doing an episode for the 2000s, the 2000s gimmick, yes. and I think um, we're gonna we're gonna break up the uh, the modern day and then have a couple of wild cards um, that didn't make anybody's brackets or anybody's list. So um, stay tuned for that. That'll be our uh, our our next episode, and then uh, in a, in a few weeks, you know, you'll hear how that sounds, and then we we roll on. Eventually, we get to the final four altogether, and we will name the winner of the 2023 Tournament of Gimmicks. So, um, so an excellent job, an excellent uh, set of notes that you had. A lot of hard work went into this. Um, so you know, much appreciation to, uh, to Tommy for tackling the 90s and, and all the funny characters. And uh, we will uh, we'll check you guys out in the, uh, in the upcoming episode. And we'll see how we uh, how we tackle the next group. So for uh, Tommy Schultz, for the absentee and ill uh, Matt Geiger, this is Mike Madden. Hope you guys have a great night.